0: don't want to go there. They don't want to see that. They don't want to admit or face just how dark of a place humanity has come to. And to do so means that certain
1: influences in the world must be acknowledged.
2: Hello, welcome. My name is Chris Jansen. You can check out my work at endevil.life. I'm here with three other awesome content creators tonight, and we're going to have a roundtable discussion on subjects of truth, natural law. We're going to ask some good questions, and yeah, I think it really helps to put a few minds together, and that allows for more better view of the whole big picture when we hear things from multiple perspectives. So um, I'm going to kind of start things off with a little quote. Um, one of my favorite people or books to quote from is the end of, end of all evil by Jeremy Locke. And, um, this quote says to understand freedom is to understand the value of a person. Everything that evil wants is to disguise and destroy your value. And when I started myself trying to make a presentation about natural law, um, I really tried to think of where to start and what I came up with is the value of human life. And I think that's something we should all be able to agree on. And so I think understanding our value, even though that sounds like a simple thing, isn't so simple in today's world. And in fact, most people have no concept of their value. And that's obvious in the way we act and become subservient and obedient to authority. So my question to you three is um, about value and how to help others to understand their value and what that value is. So uh, you got any thoughts on that, um, Lawrence? Yeah. Um, so oh, for- I'm sorry. Introduce yourself first because I introduced myself.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, is- yeah, Lawrence Watson. My website's theprincipleofcare.com. Um, I talk about a wide variety of different topics. I mean, anything you can really think of, um, and my process of, uh, speaking and putting material out is very spontaneous. That's all I really want to say about that. If you want to check out my work again, principle, the principle of Um, so the question was, how do we help people to understand their value or understand that human life is, uh, human, um, the life of human beings inherent value essentially you Correct? got it um well the first thing i come that i i come to personally is understanding w- what we are you know understanding that we're not these these bodies we're understanding that i mean yes we are these bodies that's 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 one aspect but but we're not just the bodies um it's helping people to appreciate and understand what they are um their their um infinite nature I know for me, when I first opened my eyes and that spark or they, uh, that, that awakening or that, um, that flash took place within my consciousness, um, which was my consciousness, I realized my, my connection to all things. And that's, that's really what set me off. That's really what set me in a good way. I mean, like that's what set me off on the path to discover truth, to discover more. I was hungry for knowledge. I was hungry for, uh, for freedom and understanding what the hell is going on in reality within myself within the world. And I just had this knowing that I I needed to, um, like do these, do, go through this process of like deprogramming my mind, deprogramming all this, this junk that's been instilled and engraved within my, within my mind. And then, um, start helping other people to realize their, their, uh, infinite va- or their infinite value. I say infinite value, but, um, uh, value is I think infinite, uh, uh, by nature if we're talking about like human life, you know. So um it's it's and there's and there's a multiple different there's multiple different ways that we can do this to help other people understand um not only the value of their own lives but the value of life in general because human life, animal life, plant life, earth life, I mean, universal life, it's all the same thing. It's just life, which is what we all are, right? And we're just individuated nodes of consciousness expressing ourselves in different ways and healing certain trauma and healing certain, you know, things that we we kind of subscribed for when we first when we incarnate into these bodies. What what I feel that's what I feel to be uh, to be true, but to help people understand their value, it, it just depends on where these people are at. You know, um, before the show, we were talking about how individuals briefly, I think you were touching on how individuals are on their own, they're they're in their own process. They're in their own, um, they're in their own place. I read a book called Illusions by Richard Bach recently, and the Messiah in this book talks about um, how everyone's living in their own world. You know how we say, oh, we all live in this world. No, no, the hell we don't. We all live in our own worlds, our own conceptual frameworks, our own conditioning. We're all living in our own world, having our own individuated experience. It's very rare. Even the, the most enlightened beings that you can c- conceive of probably didn't live in the true world, you know, because they were in a body. I mean, perhaps they did. I don't know because I live in my own world. You know, as much as I want to feel like I'm I'm in alignment with truth and I'm, you know, connected to that infinite source of consciousness full on. No, I still got things going on. I still got, you know, um, lenses and things that I have to dissolve and look at and take care of. And this, this all ties into understanding your value, you understanding your, your inherent, you want to use the word worth, right? Um, Is going through all these processes and peeling back all these layers to see what you are beyond the flesh, you know, to see the, the, um, the inherent uh, preciousness of all life. So uh, I know I kind of just rambled right there. Um, this is kind of just spontaneously coming out of me, but yeah, it's
2: good, man. That's, yeah. that's what we're here to do is, is ramble a little bit and uh, see what flows Excellent. out each other's minds. Excellent. So I'd like to hear um, from Dom, Dom, give us a little, um, tell us a little bit about your website, introduce yourself. And then what do we hear? I'd like to hear what you got to say about the value of human life.
3: Sure. Dom Tremblay. I'm from the province of Quebec, Canada. My website is veriteouconsequences.com where I I spread crucial information about truth, freedom, morality, and uh, all kinds of uh, good stuff, uh, primarily to a French audience. But I really enjoy networking with a great individual and, and practice my my skills, my English skills with you guys. Um, So on the topic, um, what comes to my mind when um, it's the concept of one oneness, you know, uh, that we are all one. So uh, when you realize that fully and you fully grasp that concept that you know uh the first hermetic principle that all is mine and we are all creation in the mind of the all of the all then you know you realize that nobody has more value than anybody else uh even with the animal kingdom you know all sentient being even uh plants uh to some extent you know so we're all a creation, you are a creation, I am a creation in the mind of the all. So um, I don't have more value than anybody else. But at the same time, I, I have value because I am part of, you know, this mental creation. Uh So that's really how I see it. And that first hermetic principle really helped me, uh, you know, to understand and it's very hard to fully grasp it. And it takes maybe months, years of really contemplating that concept before you fully understand and you fully um, can uh, apply it to your life and, you know, in a real-life situation, like, uh, same thing. So, again, value, uh, we we all have the same value. Uh, We cannot put, you know, there's no monetary uh, value we can put on something, but we can, for sure, uh, say that we're all equal, we don't have more rights than you know anybody else so same thing, anybody else has more rights than you uh, even again in the animal kingdom technically they don't have more rights or you don't have more rights than them, don't have rights to kill them technically uh, I'm a meat eater, I'm not perfect but uh, I really tend to uh, and I'm all for veganism and I, I, I'm probably uh you know transition soon uh to a, a vegan diet not to get off topic but that's pretty much my my i think oneness uh, is the main concept that you know uh underlies our human value
2: right on thanks dom i like that that's what um i love so much about the tree of life you know the idea of togetherness and oneness recognizing that is an extremely valuable thing to realize. We're part of this amazing web of life. Mm. So uh, what do you got to say on this, Will? Why don't you give us a little intro?
0: Yeah. What's up, everybody? My name is Will Keller, and my website is com and naturalfreedomleague.com. Uh, Will Tell Truth is going to be a presentation-style uh, stepwise progression of videos. So that's going to be coming out pretty soon. And Natural Freedom League is a video podcast where we dive into uh, truth, morality, natural law, anarchy. So there's some good episodes on there. But uh, yeah, to the question, just adding to what uh, these fine gentlemen just said, those are all great points. Um, it, it's all about your self-worth. We're here to, to learn and experience. So therefore, we need to um, remember, I call it the three R's, respect, to look again, at oneself, right? Because you can't give what you don't have. So you, you got to have respect for yourself. And that, that's a process of, of learning and, and really digging deep in the, the psychology of, your, of yourself. And then uh, remembrance. Remembrance is to bring back together. So this kind of goes with the question is remembering who we are on the, the greater level and the individual monad. So we are part of the the uh, the one mind, the all, uh, like the oneness Dom was talking about. But we're also an individual monad, individual fractal of consciousness that is having an experience to grow and learn, evolve in consciousness. And then the last one is responsibility. And responsibility is your response and ability to um, – to react to natural law parameters meaning to be a moral person and the three r's are are crucial and that leads to many other steps but when you focus on those three then you're really digging deep into your self-worth and and your value um, as a person and your care for for nature and and the world as well um and ultimately society is has a really big emphasis on self-loathing and the separation of us humans and animals and um you know having your value and your self-worth can really bring that back together so uh, respect
2: remembrance and responsibility great words yes thanks will well put as always um i guess what i would add is what occurs to me is um and it's a good important point to point out that Um, nature, when I like to use some nature sometimes as an um, example or metaphor for concepts, but that's not what, of course, important, not what natural law means. Natural law has to do with human behavior and the consequences of human behavior. But I think I kind of see nature as um, a bit of a mirror or like a living Bible that we can use to understand concepts and dynamics. And if you think about an animal an animal will fight to the death for its survival with no, no compunction, you know, animal will chew off its own foot to escape a trap without thinking twice about it. It'll just do it. And, um, part of the problem with modern humans is we've sort of forgotten that deep need, that deep seated desire to live and the grateful, you know, that we haven't been destroyed because we live in these environments where, things are somewhat sterile and um, we don't see death around us regularly. And so I think it's important to remember that every moment we're alive is a fantastic, amazing moment. And we do, like Lauren said, have limitless potential. You know, we can, there, there's never been a record that hasn't been broken. So I just think um, it's, it's an important concept for people to realize that we, um, that's part of the job that's been done on the human race is lowering our understanding of just how valuable and just how amazing it is that we can survive for another moment. And we, uh, as we appreciate that, that gives us fuel and will to try harder. And uh, like Will said, put the things together in our body, our, our spirit, our um, soul, our body, our mind. And then like Dom said, connect to the greater, environment around us and become we can become much more powerful as individuals and as a um, group of humans so goes my theory anyway so uh yeah let's move on um i think don you got a good question you want to throw for the rest of us and we'll see uh i'll give our replies
3: yeah i've been you know meditating a few minutes before we 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 started the show on the word patriot you know, it's really more I'm a bit more down to her than what your question, but you know, I, and I really want to hear because we're all uh, on our kiss, and I really because you know, we have been seeing this word a lot. Uh, he's a true patriot, a true patriot. You know, patriot comes from the Greek, uh, patriots means of one's father, and um you know is just a patriot technically is someone who loves his country and is willing to defend it uh, by all means or by means um uh, but i really want to hear your perspective or or what does it th- this word uh brings or evoke uh to you um
1: so when I hear the word, I mean, um, when I hear the word Patriot, honestly, I mean, to be completely honest, I don't even know how, how to feel about it. Um, so I'm just going to kind of ramble again, like I did before about about this topic. Um, I, I feel kind of unsettled by the term because uh, just the fact of you saying um, I'm a Patriot, so therefore you know i'm going to defend my country by all means my country identifying with a piece of land I, I don't like that you know it's it's not good it's not healthy it's very detrimental to your spiritual health psychological i mean everything so when it comes to in in and, and if you're speaking about being a patriot like in a in a true in a real way um then that would be, that would mean that would, now we're stepping into anarchism. Now we're stepping into an individual who understands their, uh, a- understands natural law, understands their inherent um, freedom that they are, understands that this country, that country, this piece of land, that piece of land, the, the, the dividers, the walls, the invisible lines that we draw are just that they're invisible. They're not real. They're illusions. They've been, they've been, const- they've been constructed to divide us. So I I feel like patriotism um at its best is borderline anarchism and what we're seeing today is certainly the um uh the inversion of um I guess anarchism uh, the inversion of what a true patriot would look like right because these pa- these these so-called patriots are uh statists they're hardcore statists they think that you know um, a puppet's going to to save the world. They put all their power into, you know, uh, a couple, in, you know, uh, puppets or like you know, faces facades like Trump or whatever, you know, whoever it is. So we call them Patriots and we're abusing the hell out of the term Patriot because I'm sure there was, a, uh, I'm not very good in, I'm not a history buff at all, but I'm sure there was a point in time where there were, the, the a close resemblance to what I feel a true patriot would be, which is uh, a motherfucker that's going to defend their life and liberty and freedom, but by all means, like you were talking about earlier, Chris, animals, they don't ask questions. If you hit a dog, it's going to fucking bite you immediately it's going to bite you. It's not going to ask, oh, why'd you, oh, it's Johnny. Oh, I'm not going to bite Johnny because Johnny's this person. But Susan, she's, ah, I'm just going to bite her immediately when, she, when, when Susan punches me. No. If, if, you, if you fuck with a lion's babies, it's going to destroy you immediately. I mean, it's just how it works. It's, it's instant, instant burn, you know, in, in nature. Instant, you get, you get instant consequences for your, for your actions out in nature. And in, in the human realm, society mainstream society has done such a um a profound number on our minds to where they are doing their and i I said this in my last video i uploaded on youtube they're doing their best to shield us away from our karma they're doing their best to numb us away and numb us out uh from feeling our suffering so so therefore we what comes with that is we don't have. To, we're not responsible for ourselves. We're not responsible for our suffering. We're not. We victimize ourselves. We, you know, we're, we're in this process of self-loathing. Like Will said earlier, I'm gonna tie this back into patriotism. But like these modern day patriots, they 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 are. are you know, we call them fake ass patriots. They're they're covering all these bases when it comes to self-loathing. When it comes to you know believers in government, believers in slavery, believers in um, victimhood. You know, I'm still wounded from the from the womb. I'm still wounded from childhood. And so um to answer your question bluntly, I think patriotism is a is a uh is an absolute trap and it's a toxic worldview. It's a toxic identification to have because you're it, just by identifying as a patriot, you are identifying as uh, uh as separate from other beings. So and and, and that kind of goes and in, ties into my experience in the Marine Corps. I was in the Marine Corps for four years. So I was in that, that system for four years. And I got to be around these gung-ho patriots for a long time and all they are, are hurt children walking around. And now they got uh, excuse to hurt one another excuse to, you know, uh, exercise power over one another because they've been under the, uh, the iron fist of their parents or, or society in general for so long. So now, Oh, and now I get to boss other people around, you know, yeah, now I get to stamp my, I get to, you know, um, force my, force my will upon others. So it's patriotism is an illusion to me. And it's, uh, it's, it's not a good thing. Thanks. And that's just my, that's where I'm at with that.
0: Yeah, man, I, um, I concur for sure. Um, you know, I mean, at one point the term Patriot, you know, during the, the American revolution, um, you know, was a good term because there's a just cause there. But I think in the the overall the the definition, yes, it, it promotes uh, it, it's a label for people to identify with, especially nowadays. Right. I mean, when you hear patriot, people use that term almost to describe someone that is on the right or, you know, a Trumper and you know those are hardcore patriots but are they really you know where are their principles and and their morals at they're in the gutter just like the other side is both sides so um and it, it's just a term how i look at it it's a term that you would use in sports just represents your team uh keep you in that tribalistic that lower level of consciousness um that animalistic level where it's just, you know, it's, it's dog eat dog and it's, it's us versus them type of mentality. So, yeah, I, I agree with, with Lawrence. It's uh it's an unhealthy, um, you know, it's, it's the same as identifying as a Republican or a liberal, you know, liberal, that term, the actual, what it actually means is a book and and free to be free liberty. So, but that, that word has been perverted now. So, I think it's good to get down to the roots and the actual definitions of terms. Um, so, but as far as Patriot, yeah, no, I don't think it's a healthy term to be labeled as uh, any kind of labeling. It isn't really good unless you're a human or you label with uh, morality or, or nature. Cause that's, th- that's what we are. So it's good to, you know, set your sights on something that's more tangible and more, uh, based in principles
1: so And I, and i would say to you have to be able to see through that label as well like if i were to identify as like a, a spiritual anarchist or you know whatever uh um, individual who uh lives in alignment with truth right then i i know that i'm not that conceptually or you know uh i'm not the word truth i'm not the word anarchist i'm not the label i understand the illusory nature of that label. So using the identification, almost like using the ego as a tool to, as a vessel to uh, channel consciousness or to like, you know, um, help other people or help other use. right? Um, So, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that.
0: And and real quick too, that's a great point, right? So um, labels aren't good. What actually should label us is our actions, right? I'm good with my hands and I can build stuff. You know so um, that is a part of my skill set. I could be known for that. that would be a correct label in in my point of view, but the um the the false axiom labels of you know it's just something it's ego identification to identify with, yeah, not good, not cool with it
2: you know, and we do need um you know what occurs to me with patriotism is. Wherever we live as people, we do need those people who have bravery, who want to defend, that are warriors. Um, There are going to be situations in any society. um, I know we all imagine what it would be like to have uh, true anarchy. It would be, you know, we try to imagine a much more um, peaceful world, actually, where people have choices. But getting from where we're at to there, um, how could that happen without... Trouble. You know, there's things are set up in such a way that it's sort of a ticking time bomb. And uh, what occurs to me with the reason the word patriot is so screwed up is the strings that are attached. Um, you know, people think it's so brave, and these warriors we have that someone that was a veteran or someone that fought in a war or serves on a military or police. And in so many of the public's minds, they revere these these titles, these positions with the stars and the special costumes as somehow, you know, on a higher spiritual level, but we have to remember that there's a string and it comes back to money. And everybody that's doing these jobs is expecting to get paid, you know, by taking this risk and fighting with the gun, they're expecting to get money for it. And that money ties them back into this system that, that devalues the human being as being a number, a social security number, you know, a label right like you guys are talking about a label so we're we've labeled ourselves into these little jobs and trying to make it seem special but really if you're not doing something because you you care from your heart you're doing it for money you know and you can try to make it sound good and pretend like you're a hero but doing something without strings attached is heroic doing something from the heart is putting yourself at risk without any expectation of getting anything back for it. And so to me, true patriotism would be fighting for yourself, the value of your own self or people in your community that you want to protect, your family, your kids, your loved ones, people you've grown up with in your neighborhoods. And if you were to choose to lay down your life possibly or take great risk to harm to protect those people, that would be true patriotism. And we should all have a right to live where we've been born. That seems as natural as anything to me that, you know, just being born by right. That's natural. That's where you were born. You should be able to live there and you should be able to protect that area. And to me, that is what patriotism should mean. And we need to work back towards thinking of it that way. In modern day, if you try to do that, you're a gang, right? Because you're not wearing the right costume with the right um, symbolism on it that, you know, puts you in this other bigger gang of the United States or the military or the Navy or whatever it is. So that's, that's my answer, Dom.
3: All good points. Thank you, gentlemen. For sure. Who else has a question?
0: Yeah, I'll I'll go. I'll go with my question. I had a couple that I was throwing around, but um, I'm going to do. So techniques and advice for brain balance, balancing yourself the energies there's so much polarization going on it can be it can grab you and kind of switch up your rhythm so it's good to be centered and balanced so what's some advice or techniques uh you guys would would offer the the viewers to um to stay centered and grounded and keep that good left and right brain balance good,
2: well,
3: uh, good question i, I can st- i can start uh well, first, first thing first is to identify which what kind of imbalance are you at right now, and in that's part of the shadow work. That's part of the you know uh, the, the 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 self the work on yourself that you should do, and the the assessment of where you're at, and and what you exactly uh, like Chris said, your actions. You know, it's all about wh- where your actions, uh, where you are with your actions, and and basically, uh, you know, like myself, I re- I realized that I was a lot on the, the you know, the the right brain imbalance um, and uh, um, uh, left brain imbalance. I'm sorry, because, you know, I was a lot of uh, uh, by by my was my natural we always have a natural side that we go to and and we tend to, you know, go to the the. the 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 strongest side of the brain, you know, because that's where we're comfortable, and and I realized that I wasn't much creative, and that's that's where you know all this work also helped me by um, being more creative and using my imagination more and uh, my feelings to my emotions, uh, so that I was able to bring because you know you have to work that balance every day right it's not okay now I'm balanced and that's it for the rest of my life it's it's a daily work that you have to do but first I think the 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 first thing first is to assess where you are at and then you can identify what you have to work uh, within yourself Uh, it's part of the shot again I said part of the shadow work to bring that balance in your, in your brain, uh, so that you have, uh, uh, yeah, a, a more, uh, balanced, uh, um, behavior to a, a more balanced, uh, way of thinking, you know, uh, because at, we were talking about the order followers who are really like left brain imbalanced so, so much that the, the, some of them are, even psychopathic you know uh same thing uh if those who are too much on the emotional side uh can lead to at uh, a certain degree to 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 mental disease or you know so and at this at some point it's really hard to bring that that balance back because when it's, it's the same thing with with all extremes right so your goal also is to never uh you let your your brain or your your emotions or your thoughts go too much on one side and always uh try to balance it with uh the the opposite polarity so
2: counterbalance, again,
3: con- counterbalance right so it it's it's the principle of polarity uh you know it's it's the same thing at different degrees uh, it's, one, it's one brain right we have two sides but it's one brain so uh, to have it functioning at this uh, full potential I guess uh, that's that's the, the to think clearly um, and to output it into the rightful actions um, that's that's where you have to start it's a, that's, a, that's a great response Tom um, beautiful
1: uh, for me, the first thing that comes to mind for me, and I'm going solely off uh, personal experience, is, um, going out into nature, going out into the flora, the, the earth, like experiencing the earth, experiencing the trees and the birds and the squirrels and just nature in general, um, really, really helped me to come bring my brain back into balance. It, it helped me to, um, to unify the two brain hemispheres and and to kind of sense where I was imbalanced. Um, and it, it, it it kind of helped me to shed skin, to be able to, um, reveal the things that I needed to do to cleanse my psyche and to, um, and and to help me to align myself with, with what I am. And there was a, a lot of other techniques as well. And there's a lot of techniques that we can do. Um, I feel like there's, I think that there are like even applications and um, like I'm talking about like YouTube videos and stuff that can help uh, with this even. Um, and that personally helped me as much as I don't want to say it, as much as I don't want to, I want to say get off your, you have to get off your technology completely and go out in nature the whole time and do it. No, I, I benefited off some some like binaural beats and different types of frequencies and things when used correctly, not just as an escape, like most people would just go, you know, to the YouTube and be like, this is going to decalcify my pineal gland automatically. I don't have to do any work. You know, it's like, (laughs) no, nope. you have to watch yourself. And so that's the, that's the next point is, um, if you're not watching yourself completely observing the way you think and observing, you know, Oh, I have a lot of like, um, like I'll say like toxic anger, you know, like this really unharnessed anger that I'm just burning everybody with, you know what I mean? So you're probably, you're, you're probably suffering from left brain imbalance because you can't control your anger. You can't harness your anger. You don't have a, an outlet for it, or you don't know how to just to feel it all the way through, you know? So you just, you're just spit fire everywhere. You're just and fire everywhere. Um, or you're just super naive and you just lay down for everything. You're very timid and quiet, you know? And when there's a, a problem arises, you just kind of stay, you have the answer, but you just kind of stay. And you're just like, mm, I don't want my voice to be heard because I'm very insecure. Or I, I fear rejection, you know? So you're, you might be, overly right and balanced or If you're giving our energy over to like, you know, some God that you think exists outside of you. That's a, that's, I think that's kind of both sides, but nonetheless, it's observing ourselves, observing the way we think and observing um, our emotional, uh, our, our emotions and everything in our lives. I know I say this all the time because quite frankly, I'm going to be super persistent in talking about watchfulness, observation, awareness of ourselves, because that's to me, I, that's the key for not only This this particular topic, but for literally everything to come to understand natural law, to come to understand anything in reality, we have to watch ourselves. We have to become self aware. Not self aware in the sense of not just like I'm Lawrence and that's it. No, self self implies all. It implies the entire universe. So, but like yes, it implies I have to be self aware of my own actions because I came here to be responsible as a sovereign being, I'm responsible for myself. And just by taking that power back, I think, and the reason I said nature in the beginning is because I feel like when you start aligning yourself with truth and you start really getting hungry and getting serious about life, your body calibrates naturally, right? Like, it's not like this, yeah, it it's hard work sometimes and it's a it's a process for sure like the shadow work it's grueling there's going to be tears there's going to be you know it's going to be tough but like at the same time that's like the physical side effects of doing this work and 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 at the end at the same time it's really this effortless process of spirit kind of um uh m- merging with the flesh finally like spirit kind of finally getting uh, the uh, gaining the ability to breathe through our bodies and it, in our bodies based off why we came here based off you know the reasons why i'm here in this body it's going to calibrate where it needs to and i read this book um a few years ago called way of the superior man um i i forgot the author's name like david deida or something and just talking about how It's very rare in society to see somebody with fully balanced brain, like 100%, like 50-50, I'm talking. And he said, like, most men are going to be, like, at least, like, uh, mostly – or not mostly, but more masculine than feminine. And most men will be – most women will be more feminine than masculine. And and he was expressing because ever – up until then, I was thinking, like, you got to be 50-50 or else you're fucked up. But then he was he was talking about this and he was like, you know, it's not a problem as long as you're using both sides. Like as long as there's this balance in the sense of you can have more masculine tendencies as a man, you know, like your penetrative force is strong. Your 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 will to act is very strong. your um, you just have this fire about you, but you also have the perfect amount of water to cool it off, right? And so it's, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're, you know, when to cool the fire, or if you have too much water, you know, when to bring in, you know, the heat, right. When you know, when you know you need to take action or whatever it is. So, um, so I'm going to bring it back to the beginning. I feel like one of the best things we can do, or the best thing we can do to balance our brain hemispheres is to like Dom said, identify or realize where we're lacking. And we all know deep down, I mean, we all just observe your behavior. You'll be able to see there's a, there's a, um, there's a a trend happening, right? I get really pissed off when this happens, or I'm, I just don't do anything. I just accept every, whatever, watch what's going on in our, in our psyches and go out in nature to help, to help, um, build your sensitivity to what's taking place within you and to help calibrate your being. You know, to help kind of tune, uh, fine tune and, 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 and allow nature, allow life, which is what you are, allow life to kind of um, bring you into balance, you know, and listen to it. Listen to that voice, that intuition, whatever that says, this is what you do. Now. You need to start drinking smoothies. You need to stop eating McDonald's. You got to stop smoking and drinking every fucking day. You got to start, you know, absorbing great material and stop watching Netflix, you know, 30 hours a a day I don't know you know like you got to start doing things if you want to balance these brain hemispheres you know there's there's processes that you have to that you have to go through and one last thing i say this all the time like i feel like the real when we start this path we start this journey the uh, our ability to connect with with infinite consciousness is like almost instantaneous it's like right now But then the body, it's like this lag time, you know? Like the body needs time to catch up. So, like the grueling process of it is just the body needing to catch up. It's just like, oh my God, you just reached this enlightened state. It's going to take me years to catch up to this, bro. That's what the body says, you know? Like, holy crap, I got to integrate all this. I got to change. I got to stop doing all this. I got to shed. I got to shed. I got to shed. I got to go. And so, I feel like a lot of times when we connect with our higher selves, which is what we are, this is the process that we're going through. Is the body's catching up to what we at, we are beyond the body? You know.
2: Yeah, I think that's cool because what you're saying gave me some cool thoughts. For one, you said tune, and I thought about a tuning fork and how it's those two tongs vibrating. You know, and that could be the left and the right. But also the tie-in back to what we were talking about—the value. You know, when you um, recognize your value. <laughs> you act differently. Right. And you were saying how it just kind of happens, but um, it occurred to me too. My answer would be the three-part answer, you know, the mental, the physical and the spiritual. Right. And on the mental plane, my best advice to anyone, even if you think you know what's going on in the world and you're kind of above it all, stop watching television, just stop watching what they're doing. Who cares? you know, we need to concentrate on what we're doing and get ourselves into alignment. And what Lauren said, getting into nature is a good start on that. So mentally speaking, I would say filter, you know, I just, it really does affect you. The more times you hear these words that they're repeating over and over on all these media channels, the more you get involved in, in this whole circus of ridiculousness that's going on. We need to just refine our, our mental state. And so, um, you know, one simple way to do that is just turn off the fricking TV, mm-hmm. you know, true that. and then on the, um, on the physical plane, you know, like, like Lawrence was saying there too, it takes time, but, um, I would say incrementally more exercise is so important. So key in breathing, you need to get your body exercised to the point where you're huffing and puffing. And a lot of people aren't having that opportunity to do that with quarantine and spending so much time on, on computers and screens. But if you want to get in alignment with your, get your body tuned and get those tuning forks vibrating, you need to breathe hard. You know, you need to get out there and run up a hill or do some heavy breathing, whatever it takes to get you there. And that is a amazing, the peace you feel. Now combine that with being in nature, that's even better. And then on the spiritual plane, you know there's a lot of work that needs to be done like we were talking about the shadow work but i would say um one simple thing is meditation what's unique about meditation is it combines the physical and the mental right you you're telling your body i'm going to just let let you be still and you're telling your mind i'm just going to let you be still and then when they're both still they can hear that other part of us you know that that listener that you were talking about the watcher. And and that's where I would tie it back into the value of life is that we have that. And it's crazy when you think about it, that there's this part of yourself that can watch and listen to yourself as you're doing the things you're doing, as you're thinking the things you're thinking at this crazy speed of thinking there's something else that's listening and watching that. And that is amazing and it's valuable. It's a very precious ability that we have. And so we need to engage that and tune ourselves that that's my answer
0: yeah phenomenal input yeah that that's great guys i I, it's such a big topic and like lawrence was saying there's so many techniques and 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 dom you nailed it um you know that's the first thing you have to do is take the the psychological inventory right you have to figure out where you're at you know and be honest with yourself so and uh yeah Chris that's great techniques I'm going to offer three solutions that I use um it's the 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 triforce of the psyche so you have meditation to calm the mind uh and the body and then contemplation or introspecting where you get that deep focus on topics or whatever and then using your then the imagination and Opening up and seeing all the possibilities where you want to go, whatever you're trying to uh you know um, implement change uh, in the environment to to manifest so uh meditation contemplation, and imagination the triforce and um, kind of touches on the spiritual the physical and the uh the mental as well so and of course you know there's there's uh, breath work and uh, grounding getting out in nature and, and all that stuff but just for the for the psyche those are the three that that i use that work really good so
2: right on yeah cause... and i like
1: i like chris they brought up exercise because that reminds me of um like how how important it is for us to sweat like holy shit how like it's so important skin being the largest organ you know it's like We need to be sweating like regularly, you know, almost like every day, I'd say. And that that kind of brings me to mind is like I live in Michigan right now and I almost feel like um, I know this might not be correct, but I almost feel like it's not natural for a human being to live in such cold weather because it's like, where's the where's the you know, it's it's. We need to sweat, and I think in in winter it's very it's very like you see depression rises and suicide and all these different things because the sun's really you know dim and people aren't getting enough uh, extra or like uh, they're and they're not sweating enough they're not getting it's it's darker it's it's cloudy all of these different factors come into play but um, without going off on that on a tangent here I just want to bring tie that into it as well because exercising is so freaking important and it's something that I I didn't do. Um, I used to be a freak and ever since COVID happened, I, I kind of fell off. I mean, I start exercising at home, but I'm getting back into it now. Um, but yeah, it's so, so important.
0: Yeah. Get, get that life force energy going, man.
2: Qigong, yeah. that prana. Blood flowing. And the you key. Know, yep. Oh the yeah. Oxygen.
3: Living up North. I can testify that uh, winter is hard on the people I've been living 41 years, you knowing. In the true north and uh it's 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 tough in the winter it takes uh it takes a lot of preparation and you know uh a lot of people are on autopilot right so they don't they they fall as you said into depression they don't take the right uh supplements you know or vitamin for the lack of sun so yeah it's it's really hard on the people living up north i can't testify easily yeah yeah I think a lot
2: of people too battle with, you know, I'm going to start exercising, you know, and then they go and one day they do a bunch of exercise and then they're so sore the next day, then they skip it and then never get back to it. And so the, the technique that I came up with that worked for me finally, after 40 years, you know, it took me a while before I started, started really getting a good daily regimen of exercise. And what worked for me was starting really small and just setting aside a time in the morning for me, the morning works, but I started off with seven push push-ups, and I'm kind of a lightweight guy. So seven push ups wasn't very difficult. And I just kept doing that every day cause it was easy, you know? And I think that's what I would recommend to people start with something really simple that you can't not, and just be consistent about it. And then you can build from there. And then after four, five weeks of doing, you know, whatever it is, maybe it's just one sit up. You're going to start going up to three or four just because it's easy. And then you're going to get used to that. And then you're going to feel weird when you don't do it. So um, that's just my advice on that. But absolutely. Or, you know, find something you love doing, like climbing. That's fun, you know, Um, snowboarding or whatever you can find that is good exercise that gives you some challenge.
1: Yeah, like martial arts, bro, uh, trail running. Man, that shit's awesome. There's uh, yeah, no so doubt. many different. Uh, there's so many different things. Which this kind of brings me into, since I'm the last one to ask the que- a question. This kind of brings me into my question that just came to me. What are some, what is some advice that you guys can give to those who really need uh, a push? N- they ha- like. In your experience, how are you persevering and staying persistent in um, in your daily life uh, amidst all the chaos? As in doing whatever it takes to take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, be be at peace within yourself, within your temple, amidst. All the chaos and all the flashing lights and all the drama, all, all on the world stage. Uh, what are some tips that you can? I think we've covered a little bit of this, but what are some tips that you can provide the audience and how I, to just I, how to just stay strong through it and just stay? And guess what? Strength might look like weakness. That there's there is strength and weakness. So if you're if you're weak, allow yourself to be weak. That's a big thing that people don't allow themselves to do.
3: So yeah, I I can tie this. Uh, to my experience with martial arts uh, because you know I, i've been practicing again for 15 years kendo the japanese art of swords fencing and and you know now i'm fourth dan of the black belt and but basically what i you know i've trained a lot of people and i, I and at first it's really really hard you know, uh, and a lot of people they they quit after maybe a year or two years uh, because it, at the beginning it's really hard to get the moves and get the body used to the the the, the and it's a it's really cardio and uh, because there's a lot of shouting and there's a lot of quick movement uh, uh, so a lot of footwork and everything and it's it's hard on the foot because you're barefoot and you know, get a lot of blisters and everything. So a lot of people, they quit. But after one year or two years, and I, I realized that for, for myself, I, I decided to continue and it was the best thing. And I see it like, like like climbing a mountain, you know. At first, it's really hard. It's painful. It's painful. And a lot of people will turn around and they will never go to the top. But those who reach the top, they will realize how beautiful it is, you know, and they will uh, then realize that it it really pays off their efforts of not quitting. But uh, you have to do to have that extra courage, that extra motivation, that extra um, uh, will to reach the top. And because same thing with my martial art. After one year or two years, your body gets used to it and it's way more easy uh, to, to do the moves. And then you you step into the next step, which is not thinking anymore. You know, uh it, it kind of began a second be, become a second nature, and that's where the true martial art starts. But a lot of people they quit before finding out what it is, but once you find out what it is. You have that that reward right mm. so I think that the hardest the biggest rewards are won by the hardest battles, and most people they won't you know they will go for the easy path which will lead to you know the small rewards and and that's that's how you got, you have to see it you know if you wanna again like those who climb the the Mount Everest you know it's it's hard but once you reach the top the uh, I, I guess the 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 feeling that you have of accomplishment you have within yourself is should should be a uh, tremendous and amazing so that that would that would be pretty much my answer and my take on 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 that question
2: I like that allegory yes. of climbing the mountain that's something I've always liked to use in some of the things I talk about you know and it's like the hardest part is when you have to push the hardest. And like, um, I was having a conversation with a a good friend who was going through a hard time. And I said, you know, it's like being on the side of a mountain right now on a climb, right? You don't feel all good till you get to the top. The tough parts where you're at right now, when you're barely holding on by your fingernails and you're sweating, you know, that's when you have to really push through. And that's where we're at. You know, we're at a time that's going to require patience, perseverance and persistence, But, um, you know, that's long-term thinking, you know, we're not going to see as hard as we're trying right now, we're probably not going to see the fruits of our labors, you know, and we're going to see a frustrating future. So we have to think long-term and be calm. And I think, um, to practice being uncomfortable, just like we were talking about exercise incrementally every day, you keep pushing and eventually you can do one more push-up or one more pull up. That's not a comfortable process. That's practicing being a little bit uncomfortable every day. And that's what we're doing when we're speaking out to other people about difficult subjects. We're practicing being uncomfortable. Mm. And I think that's um, what comes to mind for me.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, um, great topic. And and this always brings me back to ritual. Ritual ritual is in spiritual what is it it's your it's your daily habits what you do on a day-to-day basis you can have large rituals for sure but mainly ritual is your day-to-day habits so um start off small this is how you build up willpower as well you just you do little pieces at a time and you build it up if you're going to learn how to do a sport or you know any kind of skill set you start small and you and you just keep at it and um so do that with, with your, your daily habits as, as well. What do you do when you get up? You know, what are you eating on, on, on a day-to-day basis, um, and all those, those health factors that come into play? Or if you're teaching the great work or teaching any kind of information, you do a little bit at a time, and you build it up, and you're building that willpower, that drive and determination. Uh, it's like the old saying, you know, would you plant a tree to never taste its fruit? You know, because a tree is going to take many years to grow and then eventually bear fruit. And, you know, you might not be around. So, of course, you would. You would do it. It's the right thing to do. So, point being, um, it's a stepwise progression and stay on it. Stay focused and just and keep it going. Keep that momentum going. So,
1: All great. All great answers. And I really like... Again, I like what all of you had to say, but I, I often think about that mountain, uh, metaphor as well. And I like to think of it as like, not only are you, you're climbing, you're on the side of it right now, but in every moment you're at, you, you, can, you have the opportunity to reach the top or, or you can look at it as in every moment, as long as I'm living to the best of my ability in alignment with natural law and alignment with my integrity. I, I have integrity. I am, I am, I'm focused. I am, um, Being a good person or being a good human being, I don't like the term person, being a good human being, you know, I know I am living in that way gives me the, the, um, the insight or the, uh, the knowing that I'm at the top already. I've reached the top, you know, it's kind of like in every moment, you know, does that make sense? It's kind of like stepping into more Eastern thought, but it's, it's true because, because that ties into because I know for me um uh I've been so hard on myself for so many years um and especially when I first started I mean before I woke up yeah but after I woke up I I mean I was tremendously tremendously hard on myself because I wasn't putting out information because I wasn't ready because I didn't have the knowledge because I wasn't perfect because my hair was looking this way because I didn't have enough muscle mass because I didn't have you know I was too like all these different things it was it was mania And I really had to tap into that realization that like, I am exactly where I need to be right now. And that's okay. You know, I'm not putting out uh, massive amounts of work. I don't have millions of followers. I don't, you know, my voice isn't as articulate as it could be. I don't have all the words to describe how I feel. And that's okay. That's where I'm at. I'm at the top of my peak right now. But at the same time, I'm still climbing. You know, it's this paradox that we we, that we have to like live in alignment with in every moment. And so, um, again, uh, great, great, great points that all of you, uh, made there.
2: Yeah. I'd say all around, excellent discussion. And, um, what's really impressive is that we had no script, you know, the four of us just decided to meet and throw out some questions and look how much progression of thought came through you know, just bouncing these ideas around a little with all of our minds. Um, I just felt to me like we were kind of climbing a mountain together. And um, each time we went around and someone said something, we're all seeing this larger perspective on these ideas. And hopefully the listening audience um, feels similar, you know, and I hope that you all get something out of it. And I look forward to our next four-way discussion, which I'm sure we'll do. So um, why don't we close it up for tonight? And um, you can check me out at andevil.life, lawrenceprincipleofcare.com. Correct? Uh, the principleofcare.com. I'm yes. sorry, the principle of care. And then uh, Dom, a verite consequence. Did I say it even close? Okay, to right? Yes. Thank you guys.
3: <laughs> I really appreciate the the opportunity to learn and grow with uh, you gentlemen yeah me too appreciate yeah, it
0: likewise i yeah i love doing these roundtable discussions man it's it, it's phenomenal to just kind of watch it grow and, and get those ideas out so uh natural and will tell thank you guys appreciate it thanks to the right viewers on. too right on
2: yeah have a good night guys thanks, thanks. guys appreciate you